Hello, I'm Angela Scanlon and welcome to the Thanks A Million mini-pods. Now, while we're waiting for Series 4 and a truckload of new thank yous, I thought we'd visit the Thank You Next chapter of some of our guests' lives to remind us that we've got this. I love asking people what their Thank You Next is because it's all about silver linings. It's a period of people's lives that has been and gone, which at the time felt like a complete disaster, but in hindsight, they're actually grateful for We've all had them. Yeah, even you. Experiences that felt monumentally shit, but turned out to be the beginning of a whole new world. Cue Aladdin. Please don't forget to subscribe so that you will get the Thank You Next mini-pods as soon as they are released. Plus, you'll be the first to know when Series 4 of Thanks A Million drops, which, by the way, is pretty soon. Also, if you haven't yet, do subscribe to my newsletter. Just head to the link in the show notes below to receive a weekly dollop of inspiration from yours truly. This week's Thank You Next is from Jamila Jamil. Jamila is a TV and radio presenter turned Hollywood actress starring in the hit series The Good Place. She has also just been announced as a villain in the new Marvel movie. So, you know, things are going pretty well for her. She's also an outspoken activist and founder of the Iway movement, speaking out on issues ranging from, but not limited to, body shaming, LGBTQ plus rights and misogyny. Last year, she won Vogue's Global Disruptor Award, which doesn't come, you know, to people who haven't actually been disruptive. Jamila has found that that sort of vibe, if you like, has been met with opposition, media backlash and created a few enemies along the way but she reckons that is something that she wants us all to learn from. Before we hear from Jamila she does make reference to Caroline Flack and discusses some darker issues so do please check the show notes if you are concerned that you might be affected by those subjects and the language is also just a little punchy so you've been warned. What is Jamila's thank you next? February. February is my big thank you next. Where Piers Morgan Mm. and his fans and the world just set up camp inside my arsehole and (laughs) tried to burn me alive. The visual is beautiful. Uh, Yeah, where like my sexuality got called into question. My mental health was called into question. People said I had munchausen's, that I lied about fucking cancer. Like, who's ever gotten a job from saying I've had cancer or I have health problems? It makes you like an insurance nightmare. No one would ever lie about having health problems that make you significantly less hireable. And I'm already a brown fucking woman who isn't stick thin. Like, what what kind of luxury do I think I have? Like, what money do people think you make when you say I'm a bit ill? You know, illness isn't considered a sexy thing yet no. in the world. No, like not yet. Like, that woman yet. who started that whole rumour about me, what a miserable, evil bastard she is. No one trusts someone in my position. I haven't always been perfect, so people are just kind of holding those, like, previous mistakes from 10 years ago against me because they don't believe in growth and I honestly think that if you don't believe in the growth of another person it means fundamentally you don't believe in your own growth so we should all check in Mm -hmm, with that belief system but that happened and then like peers like publishing messages private messages between him and Caroline that framed me as somehow responsible for her death when I was nothing to do with it like she and I were on good terms we had one disagreement a year before she died about Love Island needing some more diversity which wasn't even directed at her Mm -hmm. it's directed at the show I didn't hold her responsible for that she's a fucking host and also I love loved her 
we were friends and I got held responsible by the entire media for her death, which I had nothing to do with. They were responsible. They needed a scapegoat to quickly divert attention because their lack of responsibility was being called into question and their bullying. And what they did is they bullied me and I sent, like, I've had 10 months of people calling me a murderer in my DMs for something that, I mean, no one even read the full article. Like, so people just read a headline and, and had someone to go and, like, project all of this venom onto and it's been me. I genuinely considered suicide in February. Wow. Uh, because of Piers Morgan and that woman. Uh, I think her name is, I can't remember her name. But um, like the, the two of them, what they constructed against me and like how the world responded, how much people enjoyed it, like a sport, just made me think, God, this world is a bit too ugly for me, I think. Like how much we want to destroy someone who's clearly just trying to help. Yeah. She's clearly not trying to hurt anyone. She's clearly just trying to help some people. She might not be perfectly educated or perfect, but I was like, ugh, this is disgusting. I don't want to bring kids into this world. Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. People are ugly. But I managed to come through the other side of it thanks How to clonopin. Okay. <laughs> it's a very strong anti-anxiety drug, okay. uh, which I took for like three months afterwards. And due to my incredible friends and uh, my boyfriend and my little dog, pulling me through that and reminding me that there is actually beauty and hope in the world. Mm. And now I've come through it, I'm fucking thrilled it happened. Because Angela, if they thought I was annoying and pissed before, they have no idea. Like they killed me in February and now I'm back from the fucking dead <laughs> to haunt them. Because now this, this one thing that I had not been through or witnessed was being on the inside of a machine. Mm where we build her up, we build her up, we build her up, and then we rip her down yeah. with smears and lies. I, I've seen it happen, I knew it happened, I saw it happen to Meghan Markle, like right in front of my eyes, I saw it happen to Taylor Swift, I saw it happen to Anne Hathaway, to Jennifer Lawrence, like mm-hmm. to Greta Thunberg, like I've, I've seen it happen to Princess Diana, for Christ's sake. So I've seen it before, but I couldn't relate to it because I, I didn't know how much of it is bullshit. I didn't know how much they take all of your words out of context mm-hmm. in interviews. I didn't know that female journalists are the ones who sometimes string you up the worst and make you look like the biggest prick and take all of your thoughtful sentences and craft them into one like reductive nonsense sentence that you didn't say where they've cobbled different words you've said from a paragraph together to create a brand new sentence which should be illegal to do. I was like, fuck, this is how it happens. And so now I've actually been inside of the machine. I knew something like this was going to come. I knew that people were bigging me up too much two years ago. And they were it like, oh, she's a female Gandhi. Mm. I didn't know it was a deliberate system. Okay. When everyone was like, oh, she's so amazing, she's so amazing. I, I knew that them hyperbolizing and going over the top, bigging me up, was going to backfire. So you think it's an actual um, it's deliberate... A fucking, yes, it's the most deliberate system in the world. And when you actually go back and you look, Kira Knightley, or like just any of these people, you look back, what they do, so they exaggerate how great you are. Mm-hmm. They're like, she's the most beautiful woman. She's the smartest woman. She's an intellectual. She's the greatest actress alive. Yeah. So they will, they will hyperbolize you to the point where people start to think that you believe those things yeah. about yourself. People start to then think, oh, she's a bit stuck up. She's not disagreeing every time that's said about her. She's not speaking out against yeah. that. She thinks she she's must, I bet, I bet this, is, this has probably gone to her head. Her smile looks a bit smug in this picture. We can suddenly like personify a smile. Mm. And then, we're, and then we start seeing her like overexposed everywhere, right? Whether or not she's actually put herself out there, we see her across every single news outlet all yeah, the time. Yeah. So we think in our heads, because we don't know how PR works, oh, she must be putting this stuff out to the press herself. She's she must hungry. be sending her she's tweets. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, this thirsty bitch who thinks she's the greatest thing in the world, who's smiling all smug, like it's bombarding us with her fucking opinions or with her stupid fucking face. So we start to get sick of her. Yeah. That's a very clever tactic. Because what happens is that then the media is primed to be able to strike her and no one's going to interfere. Because people are like, question oh, it because it, they're it already like fatigued. They're just like, yeah, you know what? Actually, it's, it's nice to see her taken down a little bit, actually, because she's gotten a bit too big for her boots. We never ask to be put on that pedestal. We have no control over the narrative around us. Mm. We have no control over how much we're written about. I don't send my shit out to be on the front cover. Every time I have a mild disagreement in my comment section, I'm not asking for that to be headline news. Mm. And and so the narrative goes from speaking too nicely about you to suddenly hyperbolizing everything wrong that you do. Then comes the one thing that I didn't know was going to happen, which is the lies and the smear campaign. And then they destroy you you check yourself out and then they just move straight on to the next woman. Mm -hmm. So after me, it's going to be someone else. If I don't, now use what happened to me in February to spell this fucking system out. Yeah. If we can see it and identify it, we can end this and destroy it and stop buying into the media culture of misogyny, of the build-up and then the deliciousness of the fallen woman. Yeah, the deliciousness of the fallen woman. Jamila is back from the dead. That's the next headline. <laughs> <laughs> Literally resurrected. <laughs> Pathological Munchausen slayer Jamila Jamil claims. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jamila. May she continue to be a disruptor and call the press and others out on all of their slightly mental methods. If you enjoyed that, then Jamila's podcast, I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, is for you. A really, really great listen, open, moving, and funny all at once. And if you missed it, you can listen back to the full episode with Jamila Jamil, where she also talks about shamelessness, lots of mad stories thrown into the mix life-changing therapy and dancing with ted danson in the meantime what's your thank you next let me know at angela scanlon on